0: Chapter 5 of The Column of Dust by Evelyn Underhill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Josh Middledorf. Chapter 5 A Domestic Interior. How much more dulcet the Dulcis amarillis Ira when Amaryllis knows Sophocles and Hegel by heart? Coventry Patmore, Relegio Poete andrew vince entered the drawing-room carefully the floor was highly polished and the one small rug which always skated before his advancing feet added to its deceptive qualities there was a purple sofa near the window a closed cupboard in one corner four large fat cushions were arranged upon the floor the walls were white there were no curtains and no pictures mrs vince who would have resembled a dominican nun dressed by liberty had it not been for the mass of healthy-looking yellow hair which she wore with becoming austerity in a coronal plate sat upon one of the cushions and spoke with her accustomed earnestness about nothing in particular she had applied to the uses of society the journalist's trick of skimming things with an air of intensity and many men called her a wonderful little woman the blue butterfly one of them had said of her but this unusually irreverent epigram had been generally condemned though constantly repeated in her set a member of this set lounged before the fire and listened to her hostess's conversation she like muriel seemed at first sight too healthy to be eccentric tall and pretty with a mature and comfortable prettiness that suggested an easy disposition and an absence of tiresome ideals if muriel was the butterfly of her circle phoebe foster was its bumble-bee she was prosperous and well-dressed believing that luxurious surroundings and an ample diet constituted as fine a discipline for the modern soul as the tedious simplicities of the cloister or its agnostic equivalent the workman's unit adapted to the use of ladies living alone any one she said could be spiritual with self-denial boiled vegetables and the lives of the saints but it is much more difficult to feel that you are resting on eternity when there is a brocaded cushion in between she was speaking of purity as andrew entered and one feels it to be characteristic of her point of view that she did not think it necessary to change the conversation one is obliged she was saying to leave the static conception the mere idle chastity behind where otherwise would be woman's value to the race the courtesan is a heretic the nun is an atheist do you remember purity and wifehood answered mrs vince with the gentle didacticism appropriate to her youth spiritual eugenics that must of course be our ideal to bear one or two children of beautiful character and shed an atmosphere of peace upon the home andrew fresh from the tossing current of the streets The eager war with other brains which made up his daily work felt that there was something chill and horrible in the peaceful grey light which came through the curtainless windows the peaceful spaces of white walls and polished floor and the arrogant prattle of these women who sat safely ensconced as in a fortress protected from life and truth by the earnings of the men whom they despised it threw him back upon himself as the sudden entrance into a refrigerator forces the organism to draw heavily on its stock of latent heat domesticity for him had been drawn in outline with a pen of exaggerated refinement its convention was excellent its design was complete but it still awaited the warm tints which should give it the semblance of life however the place was his after all he spread his coat-tails sat down deliberately upon the purple sofa checked its recoil by planting his heels firmly on the floor and said where's the boy the ladies looked at one another and muriel rang the bell twice the child who came in response was fair and languid as if the forces which brought him to birth had wearied before the end of their task he ran to his mother and leaned against her with a petty gesture of abandonment his hair was a little too long his socks were a little too short. His smile, if a trifle superior, was seraphic. Vince said to his son, Well, Felix, what have you been doing today? The boy answered, Bits of poetry and rhythmy things, of course. And his mother put her arm about him, as if she felt competent, at any rate, to protect her child from the cruder follies of fatherhood and the degrading influence of an ordinary education. One of his hands was within hers, with the other he began to trace the course of the black embroidery which ran over her white dress. His touch was dainty and bird-like. He and his mother appeared to be wholly content. They had forgotten Vince's present. Phoebe Foster said to him politely, "Felix loses none of his prettiness. He's quite a little angel still." She spoke in a discreet and social murmur and neither the child nor his mother caught the words andrew replied perhaps but he's getting rather beyond the angelic stage now he's got to be a boy before long drat him that means coming to terms with old nick as well as with gabriel you know his intonation was quite clear and his intention no less so and he added he will be ready for the preparatory school in a year or two and then it's good-bye to poetry and long hair takes a man to make a man i sometimes think you ladies don't quite know what a male thing means we know some of us what it ought to become said phoebe gently it was noticeable that whilst andrew's entrance had only introduced constraint that of felix had brought with it a sense of active hostility already camps were formed the glove had been thrown down and a little encouragement would set the combatants to work Miss Foster rose and said good-bye. She loved tranquillity and believed that she had a right to it. Andrew was now left with a forced option. He could either change the conversation or continue it. Silence was impossible, for he did not live in his wife's universe. He therefore took the grand grimoire from his pocket and wished her, rather tardily, many happy returns of the departing day. Muriel accepted the little old book, very graciously she had a keen sense of duty and except in moments of intellectual collision always treated her husband with kindness also in spite of herself she was pleased and excited by the unusual nature of his gift this is quite interesting she said only the other day someone was speaking to me about autosuggestion and will-power and the place which they occupied in medieval magic It's going to be an important subject from the point of view of historical psychology which is most interesting of course but i'm rather surprised that you felix still leaning against her knee anticipated her exclaiming fancy father finding such a queer little thing as that he would have pulled it away but his mother kept it within her own hands holding it open firmly and cruelly the gesture of a person who feels that her act of reading is far more important than any domestic sanctities which may happen to pertain to the thing read she pressed back the covers until the new morocco hinges gave the despairing squeak of a stout lady compelled to unsuitable athletics and said look felix this will interest you that's called a colophon and those are woodcuts are they not rough and funny that's the way that people first began to make the pictures for their books peace might have reigned in that room for muriel was always amiable when she was imparting information but felix watching the turning of the small torn brownish pages suddenly arrested the process and broke the spell by planting a beautifully clean little finger on the middle of a leaf what's that he said muriel's serenity departed Felix had asked a question which she could not answer, an objectionable and unheard-of situation for which Andrew and his extraordinary present must certainly be blamed. She was silent. Vince said cheerfully, What have you got hold of, old boy? Felix began to read aloud carefully, syllable by syllable. Veichen stimulatmaton i espares tetragrammaton or your ram um, irion estion existion erioma. It's a spell, darling, said his mother. Sounds like one of my rhythmy things, answered Felix, and Andrew laughed in a hearty and irritating way. Modern education, he said, does not seem to be so very modern after all. I was told today that this thing was full of modern science. "'and the things that science has not yet got to. "'And it really begins to look rather like it. "'Who told you that?' "'The woman from whom I bought it.' "'But what does it mean?' said Felix, anxiously. "'Andrew replied, "'If you want to know what it means, "'I fancy that you will have to ask Mummy "'to take you to see the lady who sold me this book. "'She knows all about everything.' "'So does Mummy,' answered Felix and I don't like ladies. They talk so. Oh, Mommy, what does it mean? Muriel left the question on one side and spoke directly to her husband. Where did you pick it up? she said. Oh, at a second-hand bookshop that I pass on my way to the office. What made you get it? Was it in the window? No, I look in now and then, said Andrew grudgingly. He began to feel that he might as well have given her the shorter catechism at once. Muriel became almost interested. You look in, she exclaimed, at a bookshop? What an extraordinary idea. I like a novel to read with my lunch sometimes, explained Vince. Muriel replied indifferently. Oh, I see. I thought as they had things like this, it must be a good bookshop. All sorts," said Andrew. Doggy books, travels, Kipling, Corelli, and so on, and rows of these old brown things at the back, all looking as if they'd been dug out of a mousy cupboard. And this woman? She sounds rather interesting. Does she keep it? No, she's the manager. Curious thing, she's quite a lady, educated, nice manners. I suppose the poor creature was left badly off and didn't find a husband. Ah, bad luck. But must be over thirty now. But she is a fine woman still. We've got quite chummy one way or another, and it makes a bit of a change for her, I dare say, to have a little chat now and then. Muriel sprang from the middle classes and had the eye for minute social detail and all that is implied by it, which is peculiar to that cast. She thought quickly and automatically. If this girl really finds it interesting to chat with a man like Andrew, she cannot be quite a lady.' Felix had been amusing himself with the grimoire, and now offered another passage for interpretation. What is an undine? said he. Muriel answered, It is a very beautiful story, which you shall read when you have grown a bigger boy. No, it's not a story, it's a thing, and you say prayers to it, replied Felix. There's one in here. How funny! Raymond Percy says prayers, too but i don't think they are about undines shall i say prayers when i'm a bigger boy no dear it will not be necessary said his mother your little soul has been nurtured from birth it will i hope expand like a flower by its own innocent strength felix recognized the language and remembered his supper a slice of bread and butter with brown sugar on it which an old-fashioned and affectionate nurse administered at half-past six o'clock please may i go back to the nursery he said good-night father do you know mummy raymond has got a very lovely rocking horse now and little runny train as well as prayers why on earth don't you let that child have some toys said andrew when his son had gone away there was almost a growl in his voice muriel answered him gravely and patiently i have told you andrew she said that the child's training must be left wholly in my hands if i am to undertake it at all at this point a divided influence would be fatal he has his poetry books and dancing and his singing games the newest authorities are agreed that those are the proper agents for the development of the subconscious mind they awake the sense of joy which has no rational relation to tin soldiers and mechanical ships such toys only enchain the imagination and cause children to attach too much importance to material things poor little beasts it's rather rough luck to be a modern child muriel suddenly smiled at him with an aggravating and invulnerable radiance that seemed to break from within i won't argue with you she said we speak to one another from such different planes that it is useless and controversy is almost negative in its effect upon the soul I like the little book. It was dear of you to bring it. It's more interesting to me than you can understand. Tell me more about this woman. What's she like, and how much does she really know about psychic things? Oh, she's tall, dark, rather solid, answered Andrew. Looks as if she did Swedish gymnastics after her bath. That sort of type, you know. know. Very good teeth and nice complexion, he caught Muriel's expression and stopped. "'Don't you know anything about her that matters?' said his wife, patiently. "'Not much. I haven't a ghost of an idea who her people are or where she comes from. But she's all right, don't you know? One can see that in a second. She was rather queer this morning, a bit upset by the damp weather, perhaps. It must be chilly work in that shop at times, with the door wide open all day. I'd always looked upon her as a bright, business-like sort of woman, full of sense, no frills.' She said some extraordinarily silly things about this book. Muriel became interested, leaned forward a little and said, Tell me. Well, she really seemed almost inclined to take it seriously. Absurd, of course. Can't think of what she was driving at. Said it was like a lot of chemists' prescriptions, useful to the professional who knew what to do with them, but dangerous to amateurs who didn't. How curious, exclaimed Muriel, she must have an interesting mind. Perhaps she's a practical occultist. One finds them in the most unexpected places, even in the stock exchange, I hear. Oh, she's not such a fool as that. His wife hardly heard him. There was a glow of excitement in her eyes. She had caught a glimpse of a transcendental novelty, and eager for the chase, entirely forgot to be grateful to the man who had put her on the scent. She said, almost peremptorily, What is the address of the shop vince gave it to her he had no alternative but it seemed a little hard that muriel who took so much should now annex this slight yet singularly satisfactory friendship no doubt she would subjugate miss tyrol few women could resist her for they all in andrew's experience wished to be clever, and Muriel invariably attributed this quality to those persons who shared her spiritual and educational views. Constance would be taken in hand, patronized, taught to sit in cushions on the floor. She would soon cease to laugh at his jokes. End of chapter 5